My name is Matt Brown. I know that we've said the worst things, but I just wanted to get a few things straight. Dad said that it would be me. If we want to hold on to this company for us, we have to go into battle with our own version of the future with the king. And let's start the show. Then how about Tom with some fucking Greg Sprinkles? What? Greg Sprinkles? Yeah. I will not let you do this to me! What's up, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Friday, May 26, 2023, on the brink of television history, plus the summer is about to unfold. This is a big podcast. The Succession series finale preview is about to be discussed. This is definitely one of our best productive conversations. But before we talk about this monumental television event, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all our social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations podcast. Twitter at Proud Combo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. And check us out on Facebook at Productive Conversations. So this is a part of our two-episode drop day, a perfect way to kick off your Memorial Day weekend. Before you drink your White Claws, White Claw season is upon us, your Trulies, whatever amazing Celsters out there. Before you have your beer, before you eat your burgers, before you eat your hot dogs, your grilled chicken, before you sit back, relax, and understand and know, damn, for the next 10 to 12 weeks, it is summertime. I'm presenting you two amazing podcasts. One, we have our Night of Champions preview for our wrestling fans out there. But most importantly, today we are giving you the Succession series finale preview. Succession obviously became a huge hit after it debuted in 2018. Obviously has created household names. It revitalized some careers along the process. And as we see the Roys have such internal struggle and then see other people try to take away what is most important to them clearly is Waystar. And Waystar not only provides immense wealth, but it provided power, it provided status, it provided influence, and that's why across four seasons and what? 40 plus episodes we are so locked into the Roy family and seeing who is going to be the person who or group of people who take Waystar and must I say and I'm pretty sure it's obvious that we are in a major spoiler alert at this point this whole show is documenting the entire series and then we preview how we think it's going to end so at this point, let us see where we think things are going to end up for the Roy family. Is Kendall going to succeed his father? 
Is Roman going to be the one who takes over? Is Shiv and Lucas going to take over, which would be pretty slimy? Is Tom going to pull it off after being ahead of ATN after the fo- after Logan's death? Is Cousin Greg going to give some comic book relief? And despite only having two years of experience, is he going to take over as CEO? God forbid that. So the possibilities are endless. Ryan Page is here to join me, and we're going to talk all things Succession Series Finale. 90 Minutes, HBO, Sunday night, May 26, 9 p.m., or I should say on Max or HBO, and let's get into it. Ryan, it's your turn once again. Let's preview how this series is going to end. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. All right. There have been four seasons of this show over 40 plus episodes and it all comes down to one night sunday may 28th 2023 is your finale for succession arguably one of the biggest shows in the last decade one of the biggest shows right now both critics and fans love it and now we will see who is the one or group of people who is going to take over Waystar and become the succession to Logan Roy. So this is a big episode. And by the way, there's 38 episodes, so it's going to end on 39. And time to break it down. So first, let's introduce Ryan Page here to join me. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Matt. How's it going? I'm fantastic. Thank you for joining us with this big monumental commentary for this big TV events. So let us so let us ask the big question right now. In a few words or less, Ryan, tell me who do you think is going to be the new CEO or group of CEOs for Waystar? Tell me who do you think is the new succession to end the series? Okay, in a few words or less. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It could be anyone. Uh it could be Jerry. <laughs> But it could be anyone. It doesn't matter. Uh, Matson is going to get the company, and he's going to pick anyone who doesn't have the last name Roy to be in charge. That does not mean Greg. I've seen that. It's not going to be Greg. Internet needs to sit down, take a nap, wait till Sunday. Cousin Greg is not the CEO going forward. Uh, but Matson's going to screw the Roy children. All of them are going to lose. Every single one of them is going to lose. No one's going to, none of them are going to be the CEO. Um, Do I think it's actually going to be Jerry? No, but it could be anyone. It could be any of the older folks that we've seen. It could be someone that we've barely even paid attention to, the Volter guy from like season one. It literally could Mm -hmm. be anyone. Matson is just going to make sure that it's not one of the Roys. That's how it ends. And then what we watch the Roys, who have been terrible for four seasons, finally get their just desserts as their kingdom is taken away from them. The one thing they've all tried to do from their dad uh, to save it, that's what's going to end. They're going to they're all going to lose it now that Logan's gone. Perfect. I like that. And yeah, and I think it's fair to say for everyone, a spoiler alert. And if you are watching this podcast, you have seen the first 38 <laughs> episodes. Yes. So no read. So just a quick recap for anyone who is joining. Long story short, you have the Roy family who owns this big media conglomerate, a fictional one named Waystar. The father, Logan Roy, started it, and he was the one, you know, you could compare Waystar to like a News Corp, a NBC Universal, 
a Paramount, which used to be Viacom. Allegedly, they are inspired by the Murdoch family, Rupert Murdoch of News Corp and Fox yeah. News and Fox 21st Century Fox, where they sold that to Disney and all that. And for four seasons, you've seen his four children, well, most, mostly three, but his children and other people try to succeed him in his old ailing age, had a stroke in the first episode of the series. Now, obviously, you know at this point that he died at the early in early season four. I think mm-hmm. season four, episode three or four. Three. Episode three, three, I believe. So a whole seven weeks have taken place. And something to note, I think, is important that the way this fourth season goes is that each episode is in real time. So 10 episodes in 10 days. Yeah. And yeah, so at this point, if you've seen the penultimate episode, which I always think is the sh- episode that decides if a show is great or not in its run. I think the second to last episode is more important than the last one. Arguably. A lot of times, yeah. And at this point, we have a bunch of different options. And we talked about Ryan's theories. Well, before we record, Ryan has three theories. He gave his favorite one. So yeah. before we branch <laughs> off of that one, and at this point, we have Roman and Kendall teaming up we have shiv doing her own thing but she's under lucas madsen's role um under her wing and lucas is part is um owns his own conglomerate is gopro not gopro um, uh, gojo gojo he's like and, the elon musk if you will if you're looking for a comparison he's uh not from america he's a foreign uh businessman with a, a large tech company um that's looking to acquire Waystar. So yeah, he's kind of the Elon Musk of this world. Very eccentric, very techy. Uh, Lucas Matson. Yeah. Right. So he is, I guess, the unofficial antagonist, though. I think one of the weaknesses of the show, it's not that bit, but it's more about the family turmoil, but there isn't really a quote unquote villain per se. Well, almost- I mean, there's always there and there, but you were saying? It's almost, uh, I don't, everyone calls the show Shakespearean because it's very obviously a play on King Lear, which is a Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that. When, I'm, I'm, when I say Shakespearean, I mean, a lot of times in Shakespeare, your protagonists are, or your your main focus is actually the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, when you look at, um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a, a bunch of examples when you look at um, Shakespeare where you're following the worst person. <laughs> uh that's that's who you're starting on um you know your tragic heat figure is sort of the villain mm-hmm. um who's just the hero of their own story um and by the end you know you get the the mcduffs of the world or uh you get uh cordelia in the case of king lear returning yeah. with her uh, with her army of britain and trying to uh, f- take out all of the uh the, the people that we've been following this entire time. So Shakespeare does that a lot. And again, obviously based on King Lear, um, which I've only seen once. So sorry if I'm not perfect on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, um, but more importantly, just all of Shakespeare does have this kind of very uh, centered focus on imperfect people um, who are, again, essentially the, the protagonist is the antagonist. They're wrapped up in the same. And depending on which act you're in, they will switch roles. Uh, a lot of times the protagonist is only the protagonist in the first act and slowly becomes the antagonist in the third act. And so I think that they're kind of going with a similar idea that all of the kids are equally the protagonist and the antagonist to one another at any yeah. given point. And I think even within episodes, 
we see that there's no like season long villains necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, we can talk about them, but I think Roman Shiv and Kendall, I mean, you can watch it have all throughout various different arcs and Logan uh, have been both the protagonist and the antagonist throughout the series, which I actually like because it's just different. You don't see it a lot on TV. Right. So, yeah. and I think that is a great point and it's part of the obvious character development and because their performances of all these actors is just oh, well, yeah. so incredible that you, you feel it just with Madsen. Um, he's just kind of there, but he is mm. a force to be working with. That's basically my yes. point there, but maybe that's also intentional, but regardless you have Shiv doing her own plan with Madsen. Um, we, we see if Tom who's in charge of ATN, maybe he takes it over. Cousin Greg would be funny. Maybe Connor does as the uh, goofy older son. Then we also have the other execs in uh, Jerry, Carl, and Frank, and other outsiders like uh, Stewie and and such. But to keep with your first theory, that in the end, nobody wins. Lucas is the one to acquire it. We know the quote-unquote plot that with the presidential election and the new president-elect, can you just remind me of his name really quick? Jared Bankin. Jared Bankin. That Mankin, he can yep. Mankin, that he can stop the merger on a government standpoint, but we always see clues that he might not even be interested in that as well. If you've seen the end of um, see at the end of the last episode, but you ultimately see Lucas taking it, and then the uh, Roy's left out to dry. But at least they'll be rich. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, at the end of the episode, Mat- Matson is very specific. He tells Shiv that they talk to Mankin's people and they can make an American CEO work, which is part of Shiv's plan, right? Mm-hmm. To uh, get the 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 new alt you know alt right president not to veto this deal on her brother's behalf uh, by putting herself up as an American-born CEO, so it's easier to sell to the American people. Um, He didn't say you. He just said American CEO, which is kind of basically what I'm hinging this entire thought on, is that he's already thinking about a different American CEO that isn't from our core group. Um, And I think that if that does happen, every yes, they'll all be rich, of course, but everyone's going to lose, with the exception of Greg. And I could get into my Greg theory. Cause I think this happens regardless of who wins, but uh, <laughs> I do think Greg will be, cause it's interesting. Cause everyone's like, Greg could be the CEO. You know, he's playing all the side and I get it. It's funny, but that would be like the brand Stark moment of this show. And that's the game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Everyone hated that. It was just out of left field. Someone who made absolutely no <laughs> sense. No, like Greg, while funnier and more like people like cousin Greg a lot more. And he's also more central to the family. It's just, he's what, He's supposed to be like our age. Maybe yeah, he only has older. two years. He only has two years experience. It's no, not the act, him. The actor himself's thirty four. Nicholas. Well, the actor, um, but I meant the character is supposed to. Be oh like yeah, yeah exactly. 30s, He's you know early thirties. Nick yeah. Nicholas Baum, who I found out is actually grew up in Fairfield. Oh really? I didn't know that. Look at yeah. that. But uh, go go Connecticut. Um, For but real. It's not going to be not going to be cousin Greg. Um, yeah, and I think, think, can I also add with that yeah, if cousin Greg got it. That is such a sitcom way to end yeah. the series. Or like a like, Netflix thing, you know what I mean? That, of course, the goofy cousin gets it. And that just, first of all, doesn't make sense to the narrative. I really think this is a very smart writing staff. Oh, yeah. And I just don't think they would make such an obvious, silly play like that. And as you mentioned, with another show with um, Thrones being involved and who's taken over like Game of Thrones, where they took the... Uh, 
there's a random character and make him win. I don't think uh, they'll do that again. So I will say, I do think that the show, because the people I think are saying that because Greg is underestimated, right? That's the mm-hmm. kind of the, the crux of that argument. I do think Greg actually takes over for ATM. I think Matson picks someone else and is in charge. wins the deal. Like I said, uh, I think Tom may keep a job, uh, might be moved over or demoted. There might be some sort of way they keep Tom in the company as a kind of, you know, last screw you to the Roy family where Tom mm-hmm. now has to either directly or indirectly work for Greg. Uh, so I do think that that could still happen with Greg taking over ATN because we know that he was part of the decision to uh, call the election for Mankin early. So I think that he'll be rewarded for that. And we know that Matson likes Greg uh, and he knows that he can control Greg. He knows Greg is weak. But he likes him well enough, and so Masson can keep his authority if Greg is in charge at ATN. So I do think that could happen. Um, I think – I mean, do you want to go the theory as is? Uh, like For your, the next theory? No, this theory. I think oh, yeah, that, this, this, yeah where everybody this ends. One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Shiv and Tom actually reconcile, and I mean legitimately reconcile. Um, so they're out. They got their money, of course, from you know the sale. They'll be yeah. fabulously wealthy. Um, but now at this point, Shiv has no shot at power. Tom has no shot at power. He's underneath Greg even. Like he's fallen <laughs> so far. And so both people at their weakest point, two people who have constantly fought for power, throughout the entire series um, will basically just have each other and their kid that they have on the way. Um, yes. Shiv is pregnant and it really, I, you know what I hate? I yeah. hate when she drinks as a character. Clearly well, haven't I mean, disregarded that. Medi- medic- medically, there are times in a pregnancy that you can drink without any issue to the child. It's very limited times, but since this does take and we place did over it. the course of a week or whatever, uh, she probably is fine. Um, probably. I don't know. I don't know how pregnant she is, but uh, just a little sidebar. Um, uh, I would say that I think that Shiv and Tom's final story is that they can't. She couldn't be Logan. She couldn't be. She she doesn't have it in her. I don't think she does. She thinks she does. And she's going into the final episode as the main alternative to Kendall. Uh, but I don't think she has it in her. But what she does have, it, she can beat her dad, even though she can't you know, take his company by actually having mm-hmm. a family. Something that Logan could never do for as much money and as much power as Logan wielded. He could never have a normal family, a real family. He, he screwed that up. You know what I mean? Like all of them are screwed. And so I think that that's where that ends. Um, I think Roman will land on his feet. Maybe Jerry. I think Jerry and Carl, we kind of saw them show some th- sympathy. Uh, both of them don't like Roman at this point, but I think they could maybe help him him land on his feet after what I I, th- I, w- I was a little scared for Roman at the end of episode nine, actually. I thought he might actually get trampled in the street. I thought that might be how the episode ended. Yeah. Uh, like trampled, saw him. Yeah. He clearly, we saw in that at the end of the second to last episode, he clearly needs his dad and he's lost without him. Yeah. I, but I thought he could end up dying in the, in the stampede. Yeah. But especially he second to last episode, anything's yeah, he, on the he, table. He didn't. Um, and I think that he'll leave. He may go to the UK, may go somewhere else. Uh, if you recall at the very beginning of this season, all of the all of the Roy kids, as soon as they heard their dad was trying to get, you know, Pierce and all that stuff again, um, they abandoned their plan to try and take that. Shiv and Kendall both wanted to steal it from their dad. Roman did not. Roman genuinely wanted to do his own thing. And so I think he's going to take his money. He's going to get out. And Ro- Roman's story ends ambiguously, but with him trying to, you know, re- repair his legacy, repair his dad's legacy, do his own thing. And I'll be honest with you, I've ended almost all of these the same way, by the way. 
I don't think Kendall makes it out of this season or like, this episode. Like you think I, that he ultimately yes dies. Uh, he's the one. He turned into Logan. He's officially Logan. He he is the replacement for Logan. I don't think that that means he wins. I think that that means no matter what he, no matter what he loses um, because he did become Logan. But I think uh, maybe car accident would be fitting if he got run off the road, even accidental uh, kind of a callback to earlier seasons and, you know, his arc from the early seasons with the waiter, um, or maybe it's intentional. I mean, his wife has left him. His kids don't want to speak to him. He's just lost his company. His father has died. Um, yeah, I don't, I think Kendall, Kendall made the most sense to fill that role early. And then they try very hard to make a see, Oh, Kendall's changed. Kendall's stronger. Now Kendall's more like Logan. And I think that, He's finally, you know, he's given up everything to be Logan and it worked. Like he's officially the most Logan-esque character in the cast. And he's then he's going to kill her. Yeah. And then he's going to fail. And I think that that's going to be too much for him to handle. And I, again, I don't know if they show it. I don't know how explicit it is, but uh, I think he's the one who ultimately ends up not in a good spot or in, mm. not in an acceptable spot. They all end up again. None of them end up in power. They all end up out in the cold away from the Waystar Royco family. But I just don't think Ken, I, I don't see the positives for Kendall. He doesn't reconcile. He doesn't start a new company. He doesn't do anything. I think he's the most likely person to just end up in a ditch someplace. Mm. No, that makes sense. And, you know, the big question throughout the series I've always wondered and asked is, does Kendall really have a good heart deep down? Like, does he truly care? And obviously his addiction problems has been a crux to his character. Mm-hmm. And how much has these bad, the how much has the bad side of him, how much has drugs affected the bad side of him? Or is he really like that? Uh, I would say that he, I think I'm going to get some flack for this. All of the Roy kids possess empathy. And I know that Roman Roy is like literally, you know, voting for fascists. I don't necessarily believe that. <laughs> he is, by the way, that I think that that's very intentionally him being, you know, he's so constantly seeking attention. I mean, I think a lot of real life people are like this, that the turn to these alt-right, hardline, culturally conservative positions, it's mostly for attention. It's not deeply held. I believe that this is wrong or I believe that this is a sin or whatever. It's just because they know it's shocking when you hear these kind of things said out loud. And so when you're someone who craves attention that you didn't get, it's a way to get it. And I, I actually think that that is why Roman is so like deep into uh, far right, uh, far right politics. But I think all of the kids have empathy. They've all displayed it at different points, even in this season. Um, but you and Roy, the Logan's older brother spoke candidly at logan's funeral that was one of the best scenes i've ever seen on tv i love how honest it was and how much it played to the character and everything he said was right yeah that he said he was a bad man (laughs) (laughs) and so so ewan at one point has a quote in which he says i don't know when but at some point logan stopped trying and it's a real shame i think that that is the moment upon hearing his uncle say that that Kendall, who would eventually end up speaking at the funeral, stopped trying. And that was that was the switch. When Ewan mentioned that, that, you know, at some point, even Logan had a heart and then he stopped trying. Kendall heard that and maybe on purpose, maybe just subconsciously turned it off. Rava's gone. His kids are gone. His brother, his sister, his father is gone. 
he stopped trying. And so I think that, yes, to answer your question, Kendall had a good heart. I don't think it's there anymore, which is why when he, if he ultimately ends up losing, he could win, by the way, if he ultimately ends up losing, um, I think that that's why he won't frankly be able to recover from it. Uh, like, it's like Logan. Well, what would have happened if Logan had ever lost? Like, thinking back to when Kendall tried to take it, when, you know, when all these different, when Stewie and Sandy tried to take it, like, Logan is nothing without, I mean, not nothing. He's obviously very wealthy and powerful, but Logan as an identity is Waystar Royco. That is him. Logan is Waystar. Waystar is Logan. There isn't, that's kind of the whole point of the series. Mm-hmm. Who can, who can replace the man who quite literally is the company. Um, and I think Kendall has embraced that. He, Kendall is Waystar. Waystar is Kendall. And he's ready for it now, ready to do what his dad did exactly like his dad did. Um, and he didn't realize that all the stuff he said about his dad being the dinosaur that's going to get killed off in the new world is true. And he's adopted this old world mentality just in time to get, you know, hit by the meteor. Oh, man. And, you know, the show ultimately, and especially as I got an older in terms of ending shows, is you really have to do what's right and what the character would ultimately, or group of characters, where they realistically or naturally go with their decisions here. Mm-hmm. And especially grappling with the the fact that it really wouldn't make sense if one of them got it. No. And the fact that you have to you have to do what's right that none of these people deserve it and it makes the most sense for them to lose out in this and then show that tragedy mm-hmm. and it especially and it, it's 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 what's right and i think you make the valid points that no one wins it at the end because that's ultimately where the, their roads led to and you know especially a critical part is was in the end of season the, the towards the end of the season that if the three siblings did work together that really would have created some redemption might even cheer for them and it would be sweet but their action shows they just can't do it together yeah. and that's probably one of the most significant parts of this being a tragedy and being Shakespearean and being a Greek tragedy that mm-hmm. they had the chance to do it and they just chose not to Multiple and, times they had the chance, and multiple times, and they one of them always one of them at first, and then eventually all three happens the same way every time. One of them breaks away openly, right. and then the other two who are working together start backstabbing each <laughs> other secretly. It, it happens. It happens throughout all four seasons that there's always a breakaway. Roman is always having a sidebar with Rhea or Jerry. Kendall again usually is the one openly trying to take the company, and Shiv, you know. Working with Matson, working with Tom, or you know, what I mean, like she's—they're all either secretly or openly against the company, uh, right. or the other people in the company. I should say, not the company. They all want the company because the company is power. The company is, you know, what they—that's that's their holy grail. That's their kingdom. Yeah, uh, but yeah. They they all turn on each other. First one turns publicly, and then the other two. I mean, Kendall did it this time. He. He told Roman, he, you know, he shit the bed. He, mm-hmm. he turned on Roman. I mean, he thinks that Roman is dead now in terms of, like, not a contender. Um, but he said there's got to be one king. And he took out Roman, even though they were working together up until this last episode. That's right. So with that, can you tell me some of your other theories or your the next theory? Sure. 
so I really, again, I really don't think any of the Roy kids get it. So the other non-Roy ending is that Matson picks Tom. Uh, again, Tom would make sense. He does have experience, unlike Greg. Greg could still take over at ATN, the disgusting brothers running news over at Waystar Royco. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom is not particularly strong-willed. Um, he, he's a bit of a cockroach in, you know, that business sort of way, same as Hugo, same as a couple of the other older heads. Um, and I think that by the way, in this scenario, um, maybe in the other one too, all those folks stick around, Jerry, Frank, Carl, uh, CEO, CFO, general counsel, COO, whatever, they all end up sticking around. It's the same kind of crew that we've seen. Tom is at the head because Matson knows that without Logan, that crew is worthless. That crew can't be in charge. Because yes. that crew has only ever worked under Logan. So Matson keeps especially all... saw that with Roman, especially. Well, Roman did, yeah, but but I think that Matson says you know, these people were only you know Logan was the bit company, so I'll keep everybody there. Tom's in charge, and because Tom is in charge, I'm in charge. Um, in that scenario, I still see Roman leaving. Again, I really don't think Roman stays in the U.S. I think it would almost be fitting that he burned the country down almost single-handedly, and then he you know, disappears to the U.K. Uh, <laughs> would be a little funny. Um, and this show does have you know kind of dark comedy elements, and I think that this would be one of those. Um, I think Shiv, again, gets back with Tom, though. If this is the ending, I don't see it as a genuine reconciliation. Um like I would in the other one when they're both basically completely out in the cold. And sometimes uh, you kind of wanted to see Tom push away from Shiv. Shiv is an awful person. I sometimes I can argue she's the worst one out of oh, yeah. children. And of all of them, you can always argue that they're the worst one. At any given point, they can prove us wrong <laughs> that they're good people. But yeah. I do think that, you know, again, Shiv has always been after power. She's always wanted her dad's approval. And I mean, she has she's the only Roy with any leverage over a Matt's uh, a Tom Matson alliance because i mean obviously she has her thing with matson but also she has you know married to tom and they say that it's tom's the the child i don't know if we'll ever know for sure if it is but it's tom or matson's right i mean she's been flirty with matson i don't know if they ever actually slept together it's yeah no it's implied um yeah there's something a couple times for sure so no matter what if that's the duo in charge um shiv's got leverage and you know she'll use her kid as leverage. She's already started, and the kid's not even born yet. Mm-hmm. So um, and Tom doesn't believe her. That she's right. Ready. So she's got no matter. She either got the CEO or the you know the the investors you know child in her, and so she'll stick around with Tom, uh, and she'll keep her power. You know, on the outside, someone to like Marsha or the other wives and the other women who had a great scene in this last uh, episode, by the way. Um, and then the, again, the, I really, the, you're talking about the uh, Logan. Yeah, the Logan women, yeah. Oh, man. All sitting together. All sitting together. Cringe in the story sense, but it it shows how messed up that that was. I think it was to take care of those uh, storylines. I think it was to tie them up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll probably won't see them for the rest of the season. They don't need them. They don't want the the women of Roy. I mean, because Logan Roy is bad with women. We know that. Um, And they don't want... A, they don't want to just talk about it anymore. They want it to be done. But also... Uh, and this happened, in my opinion, a little bit with Game of Thrones and Daenerys Targaryen. Fans, because of particularly the way women are treated throughout that series as well, mm-hmm. really just kind of saw her as an avatar. And I think they, a lot of people still see that with Shiv. 
as like a bit of a feminist avatar and right. she's not she's equally as bad as her brother and sister uh as her brother absolutely she is that's how she's written anyway now people don't treat her that way because they like her politics a little bit more she's a woman and so like i get why people are see her as softer but she is portrayed or written to be equally as bad and so i think they wanted to get the woman thing out of the way shiv even said you know he was horrible with women he couldn't understand a whole woman that was part of her eulogy for her dad so they they answered the women question in C, uh, episode nine so they could focus just on who's in charge for uh episode 10 um and then like i said i think kendall probably in this scenario where tom is in charge still doesn't make it out of the episode uh i think there's only one my third one is the only one which kendall makes it out of the episode um but any chance you think tom i was talking to somebody what if Tom was the one who's not in a good position at the end? And if, if he goes out, um, so they've been because, because of, yeah. you know, he's somebody who probably appreciates being rich the most. <laughs> and it, especially if he's not involved in the next phase of Waystar's existence at all. And I mean, if he can't survive any more income like that, like any reason for him, but you were about to mention something with that. Yeah, when they've done the whole like Tom being tired and sleep and death a lot of times and narr- narratively speaking are tied together mm-hmm. um, for obvious reasons. Sleep looks a lot like death. Um, but I think that if they killed Tom, it would just, you know, that would almost feel like the Greg ending. <laughs> yeah. This fourth kind of nonsensical Greg ending where Tom dies and Greg is in charge and the Roys are just in chaos. Um, I think that that's why I think the other one, when I said my favorite, uh, fits with the tiredness still. Tom is tired of this rat race. Like you said, he's the one who can he live without the money? And maybe originally the Tom we first saw couldn't. You know what I mean? He was trying to get rich because he didn't grow up rich like the rest of his, uh, you know, family. But um, <laughs> I think that the tiredness is not so much a hint that maybe he doesn't make it, but more as maybe he doesn't want it. Um, and again, so in a, a Matson, I'm going to say Jerry, cause I just love that, that running joke from the first like three, two seasons of it could be anyone. It could be Jerry. Um, <laughs> so in the Matson, it could be anyone. It could be Jerry ending. Uh, Tom <laughs> is out, you know, he's out, he doesn't, he's out of the, out in the cold. And what I would, have scared him because he loves being rich um at first and i think he does still end up rich because he ends up with shiv um but he realizes that he doesn't care anymore he's tired he's tired of the games he's tired of the the backstabbing he's tired of atn he's tired of all of it he's got nothing but grief from this family that he entered into to try and get ahead and i think that again that's part of why he and shiv could reconcile because they're both tired they're both out they, they're out of moves they're out of time. They're out of everything. All they have is this child that they're sharing together and a broken marriage. And I think that they try and fix it um, in this ending. Cause there's gotta be, this is not full Shakespeare. Um, I think there's gotta be glimmers of hope. Uh, so even though, yes, the Shakespeare is all the Roy's fail, all of our protagonists fail. They don't all end on, you know, they don't all end up dead, which is what Shakespeare would do. Shakespeare would kill them all. Um, mm-hmm. And they won't do that, um, nor should they. That that was, you know, fine back when Shakespeare was a playwright, but entertainment and storytelling has gone a lot further than here's your main characters. Now they're dead. Um, <laughs> it's, got, it's gone farther than that. And I, I think it would be a waste to kill everybody. Um, and I don't think they would. Um, it's not that kind of show. So that's kind of why I think, you know, 
the bad ending for Tom is actually the best ending for Tom. I don't think he'll die. I think the tired, the allusion to him maybe not making it through is him not making it through at Waystar. I think he leaves Waystar. Um, unless, of course, the CEO one happens and he becomes CEO. But I don't think they've set that up. At one point, it seemed like they might at the beginning of the season with, with all that. But I don't know if uh, if that's what's happening anymore. Okay. And with that, what is your final theory? So the final theory is that Kendall does win. Uh, so I think that this last episode is going to be a board vote. Same as, you know, the one that essentially started the season or started the series yeah. in earnest. Um, uh, that's why I said, I think Greg is going to be important. Um, at one point, Kendall told Roman he had a plan. I think that plan is to give cousin Greg Logan's sports seat. He is in the family. He does work at ATN. Kendall thinks he owns everybody, but he thinks he especially owns Greg, who came and worked for him when he was trying to take out his father. Uh, he doesn't right. necessarily know that Matson is also close with Greg. And so I think that Greg's vote could be a source of drama. Um, <laughs> and I think Greg ultimately chooses to sell, by the way. I think Greg votes to sell the company, which Kendall doesn't expect. Um, but I, in this scenario, board votes. Roman does side with Kendall doesn't go away he just becomes you know like kendall was the subservient yes man to kendall's logan um i think if that happens then mattson leaves which makes sense uh, um i think that um i don't know what happens to shiv and tom i think maybe in this case if this happens if someone does have to die then maybe that would be this would be the scenario in which tom doesn't make it out um but i think if we have Kendall in charge with Roman as his little puppet, then I think the president elect Mankin thing has to fall apart. Um, I think that the count comes in and Mankin is not the president. It stirs up a whole, you know, firestorm for the company. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a wor world where Greg and Shiv feeling scorned after voting to sell and losing and losing their everything. Um, release the info about the waiter, release some more info about who made the call at ATN, making sure that Ooh. Kendall stays in the crosshairs. Um, and so I think um, it still ends with, like I said, Kendall has nothing. Roman is there, but just not really. Uh, Shiv is, doesn't love, Shiv wants him gone. Greg is Greg. It doesn't really matter what he wants, but also wants him gone. Connor, uh, Connor is, doesn't factor into any of these. Let's be honest. Um, but he probably doesn't like him either. Why not? We'll say the whole family, <laughs> he doesn't love, you know, his kids don't love him. His ex-wife refuses to let him see them. He's in the middle of a custody battle. The entire country is rejecting president Mencken and his part in creating president Mencken uh, mm -hmm. wrongfully. So I think that if Ken, if a Roy wins, it will be Kendall. And he'll get to that top of that Waystar Tower for the first time as the real head boss, you know, undisputed, not sharing it. Because every other time he's shared it, by the way, uh, with Roman. Right. And basically the city and his company will be on fire. And so he'll finally gotten what he wanted, meaning his father's kingdom. And he'll also finally have gotten what he wanted and that it's burning down. He just didn't think that when it burned down, he'd be the guy standing at the top of the tower. So I think that that's the only way a Roy wins uh, via CEO ship is if Kendall wins. And if Kendall wins, it'll be kind of early in the uh, show, the episode. So they mm -hmm. can focus on all of the things falling apart. And it ends with basically his life sucks now and he got what he wanted, but you know, did he <laughs> like a fight club ending or if you yeah. go to the, the adage there's that there's this famous saying, what man profits the world, but loses his soul. 
Mm-hmm. They relate that to Kendall winning, but it's the world's on fire. I think that, that all these are very poetic and yeah. especially that one. And it just, what, what can the audience get out of the whole story of the Roy's? Is it, you know, be careful what you wish for families, everything. Um, choices if we're going to go that Um, deep with it and we really can only answer that once we do our reaction pod on monday oh yeah but but, um i think that's that's ultimately what was interesting about these showrunners and staff and also mostly british staff as well mostly british writing staff and this is their perspective on the american culture like that and i'm not british so i'm not going to say what i know what the brits are thinking or their views on american on american media you can see like, it a little bit <laughs> but it, is it it seems to be at least a more cynical view and more like what's wrong with you people <laughs> well i think it's interesting that the cynicism is here too i mean yeah i don't know maybe now because season four of the show blew up this show was popular before but season four for whatever reason just absolutely exploded um, and it was legitimate every there's not one bad episode in this series in this yeah season. no I mean, I'm except maybe like the, the seventh series. one, but um, like the series, I think that they're all very good. But um, oh yeah, for, for every reason, this this season blew up and is super popular now. And so I think now we're seeing some fans who are maybe a little bit more uh, like because they're just getting in. Uh, so maybe they wouldn't necessarily be that as cynical. It's it's mm-hmm. into a more mainstream audience now, so that cynicism right. is not quite as strong. But I think the earlier fans of the show were also very, even American fans were also you know, very cynical about the way that power and money and media mix. Uh, I mean, we see it all the time. Trust in the media is at an all time low across both parties, uh, one more so than the other. But still, um, like people don't trust. Uh, mm-hmm. companies like Awaystar or in real life, like, you know, Turner, you know, who owns CNN or Newsmax, which owns, you know, or News Corp, rather, <laughs> Newsmax, different, uh, News Corp, <laughs> which owns uh, Fox News. Like, they don't trust <laughs> the, these people to be, you know, the watchers. You know what I mean? They're not the watchers anymore. They see them as the movers. They don't see them as observing yeah, they reporting. They see them deciding as elections and stuff like that. Right. And, so, and, we, and this show leans into that. Like this show is basically saying, yeah, you're right. These people are not observing quietly. They tell you they are journalists and TV personalities say we we report the news. Our job is the vanguard for freedom. We're the watchers. We watch the people in charge. You can only put so the, many positive yeah. view videos out there showing life decisions yeah, and all exactly. that and they yeah. literally done that with waystar videos yeah exactly you see the propaganda videos waystar puts mm-hmm. out. um but yeah i think that this show has always been cynical and i think it had a cynical audience up until this season um and i think most of the audience is still in on that cynicism but i do think it's interesting that a british writing staff focused in so heavily on a uh, on capitalism specifically yeah. and money um because that's I mean, they're, they're both capitalist nations, obviously, but I do think that they clearly have some opinions about the way Americans do capitalism, uh, <laughs> that, they're, they're, that they're not hiding uh, at all. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think this show has a legit legacy for a reason. Um, I guess just some other anecdotes before we go. You know what would have been funny if you had, especially your last ending, is at the end... Of everything, say Kendall is the CEO, 
and it ends with him breaking the fourth wall and saying, looks like I'm the succession. <laughs> and then show ends. <laughs> dun, da, 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 da. <laughs> Goes right into the, uh, the theme song. Um, <laughs> what I think would be funny is if Connor ends up in this episode at all. Um, well, that's one of a lot of the last. If they did a comic relief ending and they put Connor as the head of the CEO, the one person who didn't care whatsoever, he just wanted to be happy, and he seemed to have some of the more morals, even though they barely, he, he wasn't in the show as much as his other siblings, but had some legitimate important scenes, especially about being isolated from the family and how they're so different. I mean, he has a different mom than um, mm-hmm. the and other the three the siblings. Yeah. So, though I think that'd be another lazy, easy cop out ending. Is there, what impact does Connor have? Or do you think he's just kind of there with his, with his call girl wife who as the show grow, I, I kind of respected her and liked her character oh, yeah. more. I just she thought, grew well. yeah, I just thought she was just like, you know how they portrayed her themselves. You're just some call girl gold digger, but you actually learn there's a lot of morals she has in heart and mm-hmm. really could have just left Connor, but she must really do like him and stuff. Somewhere, and somewhere deep down. Grow. I, I rewatched the, the episode at Connor's ranch with the family doing therapy <laughs> um, which is still, of course, very early. But at that point, you know, they were going to get married, uh, but they hadn't yet. Um, and he was like, you don't love me. And she goes, enough, essentially. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, right. no, seriously, like, she's like, yeah, obviously you're really rich. And obviously that's real important. But, but you're, you know, you're nice. And I like you. You're nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, essentially. And, nice. But sometimes that's enough. Like, you know what I mean? For, yeah. a guy like, for a guy like Connor, he knows that no matter who he's with, the money is there. You know what I mean? Like the money is a thing. Connor's super rich. He has nothing to spend it on. So like, no matter who he's with, they're going to be into his money. Um, right. So you know what? If you like my money and you think I'm nice, that's a, de- that's a decent deal. You can get behind that. And they grew a lot as a couple. Um, I think that the isolation that uh, Connor has kind of expressed, A, it keeps him isolated from the fallout about what's going to happen. Um Obviously, he is in charge of. Uh, he's the ambassador to Slovenia, uh, so <laughs> so long as Mankin remains president. So I guess if it's an ending where Mankin remains president, then he'll move to Slovenia, which could be again could provide some funny <laughs> comic relief. Him packing to move to Slovenia, um, but uh, if he if he gets a more serious role, uh, I think it would come in the form of Roman. Uh, like I said, I think Roman is he's he's in the dirt now. And there's basically two ways that it can go. He can either stay in the dirt and side with Kendall, or he can vote to sell the company as a way to save himself and the rest of his family from the poison that is uh, uh, Royco. Um, And so I think that there's a world in which feeling like the isolated brother, feeling like the failure, because, you know, Shiv and Kendall are going at it. If one of them is going to be the CEO, uh, like if we're following the story, that's what right. we're leading up to, a clash between the two of them and their two visions with uh, Shiv being mass and CEO and Kendall meeting the family CEO that doesn't, you know, support the sale. Um, I could see Connor sort of being a, a Sherpa for Roman in the dregs if you will uh yeah. of isolation as as a way to get him out of it uh to get him out of his self-pity and get you know to grieve his father normally instead of pre-grieving uh and um <laughs> and get him to that last scene where he ultimately casts whatever vote he casts uh either for or against a sale and you know deciding the future of the company so i think that if he gets a serious role 
that'll be it. It'll be around uh, Roman because again, Kendall and Shiv will be busy, you know, with each other and with their advisors and stuff. So you need to have something for Roman. He's been one of the three main characters. The three other children are the main characters of the show, essentially. Um, right. Especially with Logan gone. So Roman needs something to do on screen. He needs someone to talk to because this is a show about talking. There isn't, you know, there's no action scene. There's a lot like of that. talking. That was the other thing yeah. I've always wondered if they are going to don't really see people getting killed off except um and he was just really old oh yeah the waiter too but not a lot of violence but you're right a lot of talking yeah so roman as a main character needs someone to talk to can't be kendall or shiv for the entire thing because they're not aligned anymore so i think that connor could fill that role um doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be connor could be frank and jerry and carl it could be anybody he's just someone who cares about roman no, not even air quotes. Race the air quotes. Someone who cares about Roman genuinely, even though he's a little, you know, little shit, uh, mm-hmm. needs to help him. And I think that it could be Connor if they're looking for Connor to do something a little bit more meaty in this final episode before the show goes off. But again, they could just keep him in, you know, keep it where his character's been the whole time as the pure comic relief, uh, where nothing he does is of any consequence for the most part. And they could just show him packing for Slovenia. Like that could genuinely be all he does this episode will be very funny. Uh, but, uh, well, no, it will, yeah, it'll be very funny, but, um, that could definitely be, that could see them doing that too. Keeping him in the lane that he's occupied the whole time. It would be fun. Would be fun. And just a couple more minutes it, now with the post succession world, seeing where they go after. I'm just curious for the stars. Who do you think is going to continue to have a great career? And I'm going to name some people and, um, just tell me if you think they're going to continue to do great work, do years, whether you're on film, TV, stage, and continue to be an amazing actor. And maybe they could move past beyond this character they're so associated with. Mm-hmm. Or do you think, you know, you'll just always be this character from Succession? Like, okay. like we'll start with um, Jeremy Strong, Kendall Roy. I mean, he's won an Emmy. He's an amazing, amazing, amazing in the terms of acting itself. And if you've seen his other work, whether it's Trial of Chicago Seven, yep. um, um, shoot, shoot, The Big Short, obviously this. Um, I watched this Amazon movie that he was just in, just was chilling on a Sunday morning, and that one I probably haven't seen. But I saw call, the other two. Call Armageddon Time, and he was really good in that. Um. He's a weirdo, isn't he? Like, like in general, like, the, like his methods to acting, like, like yeah, he's strange, like he's, right? Yeah, he's like, like a method actor, like a Daniel Day Lewis, like really into it, like hits his emotion. I think he's gonna continue to have his great career, and he's always he was like really known in the stage world, and I think he'll be a real star, like a real character, like an actor, actor. Yeah, I think he might go back to the stage world for a little bit. Yeah, he's going know. to Broadway. He's going yeah. to Broadway right away. He's he has a show on Broadway coming opening in a few weeks. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be able to jump right into a new TV show. Uh, this is too big a character for that. Uh, so I think he'll take some time maybe on the stage. But yeah, obviously again, you've, you've already he already has a career. Like this is not his first yeah. rodeo. So I don't I don't see this stopping that career. I think it only provides you know more acclaim to that career. So yeah, I think he's got a, a pretty decent you know future. I'm sure we'll see him on TV once once or twice more. Um, 
as as the years get on. But uh, I do think he'll probably take, again, a stage break, as it were, to reset, right. kind of fall out of the public consciousness a little bit. So he's no longer Kendall Roy, but he can kind of just become Jeremy Strong. For sure. Uh, I think again. he cares more about like acting itself, like the art of acting, not yeah. necessarily being a, a star. Yeah. And yeah, he, his, it's called his next Broadway show is called an enemy of the people. Because right, it's so. very, very, very it's serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what's what's coming with that. Yeah. Um, Kieran Culkin, I think it's fair to say he is way more than just being Macaulay Culkin's brother. And arguably oh, yeah. he's more famous than him and, Arguably, had a better career acting wise, and he was a big indie actor for a long time. Also, somebody who was in a lot of stage work. But I really think he's this is really his breakout role to other things. And he's also did character roles like in TV. He was in Fargo, but I think he's hmm. he's gonna be like the real breakout star. I think I think I agree with that to an extent. I can think of one other potential, but yeah. Um, one other potential act like breakout actor yeah I, cool. I think after this tell me Ken, that yeah i think not kendall rather uh roman's a really really weird role um like oh, yeah. it's funny but it's dark it's like it's got this like manic energy but also this depressive like which it feels like it's a hard role to do and he did it and was able to bring levity to like the boardroom scenes and you know scenes mm-hmm. that you know with when i again when you have kendall who plays it super serious and you have um What's his name? Wow. Uh, Logan, who plays it super serious in the same scene. Sometimes you needed a chuckle, uh, mm-hmm. which which he was able to do. But I don't know if I would call him a comedian or comedy actor by any stretch. So I feel like it'll be hard for him to maybe peg what he should do next because he's the funniest guy on a very serious show. <laughs> so what do you yeah, that's, funny? That's one of my things I've never really agreed with. I never saw the show as a comedy as other people. There's obviously a lot of comic relief. Yeah, This is way more of a serious drama yeah it's a serious drama and so does does he go into a serious drama and hope that he can get another kind of funny man role does he go into something more lighthearted i don't really know um but yeah i could see i could see it um i think that he'll just have to figure out what he wants his career to look like going forward how about a sarah snook play shiv i know very little about her so i don't know what her career has previously been um but she's really I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, just she was she's from Australia and mostly all her work was in Australia and at the right place at the right time. Yeah, I feel like we could see I mean, if anyone's gonna end up being like, Oh, that's XX from Succession, I could see her being, Oh, that's Shiv from Succession. Like that her getting the forever casting. Um hmm. but I don't know. I don't know. I mean they're all so talented. I would be shocked if none of them could break out again. Um but I'm sure, I mean, if she's really never really done American television before, I'm sure she'll have a shot now. Um, right. Yeah, either you know, at least a supporting role in, a, in another show or in you know, in a movie that's you know based here in America. She has enough of a following in America. She's super talented, so I think that she'll have a good go of it. But I think of all of the people, she probably is the most likely to be like, oh, that's Shiv Roy. Um, okay, as you said in the beginning, like, is it going to be hard to break past the character? I can see her having a difficult time breaking past the character, and there's you can unpack that a bunch of different ways that we won't get into because it will run too long. But that's what I think. Tell me, who do you think is that other breakout star? Uh, Nicholas Braun, cousin Greg. Yes, you yeah. really. Do you think though he could break his, yeah, his his um 
his, you know, typecast because the other couple of things I've seen him in, he is just acting like cousin Greg. I don't think he has to. I think that you think he'll just play that role and just play cousin Greg, but he'll be in like charge. Ryan like, Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds and everything. Yeah. I think cousin Greg is, it. I mean, people which is fine by the, the way. It's not a yeah, criticism. People want him to be the CEO in a very serious show. They're, they're actively, there's a group of people actively cheering for a bad ending just because it means cousin Greg wins. Um, is likable. Uh, a goofy <laughs> character is likable, and so I think that he's a goof. Uh, he'll continue probably to play the a most goof. famous character out of everybody. Like the most casual person's probably heard of Cousin Greg before. Well, it's hard because you have to know about the Roy's to know Cousin Greg. Haven't mm-hmm. make any sense, but yes, he's his he, name he's, is Cousin Greg. Right, he's on like par with the rest of the Roy's, even though he's not a Roy and not part of like this larger conversation. He he's definitely in there in terms of like the characters people know. Same with Tom, um, and so I think that he has potential to really see a lot more roles coming his way. Again, I think they'll all I be hope this so. role. He's 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 great. Yeah. They'll he's all be this fun. role, but you know they'll write for this role, and he'll get another opportunity to maybe lead a show with a role similar to this one. I, I think it could absolutely you know lead to big things for him. I like it. I like it. How about Brian Cox? Well, I mean, this to me felt like legacy mm-hmm. uh, for him. Yeah, it's definitely a I'm very sure. long career. You've seen yeah. him in a lot. I of I think movies. he's probably just gonna. I mean, he's gonna keep acting. I think. I don't think he's gonna stop unless he, you know, physically has to. But I don't see like, oh, he's gonna have another real big thing after this. He might get a couple of things, uh, a couple of offers because this was so popular. But he might honestly say no. Um, he really I is such that, a great villain. He just looks like a a villain. Yeah, I think that. But I think Succession is his not his swan song from the profession, but like this is his, you know, magnum iconic role. Yeah. And I think that that's that. And I think he knows that. And I think he's cool with it because it is a very iconic role. Um, and he's had a very long career as is. So, yeah, I think that, that he's for sure one that's going to always be Logan Roy. Um, and I don't think he's ever even going to really try to break past that because he's had such a long career that he wanted, you know, he wanted a role like this. He wanted to be like, you know, in addition to such a long career on stage and in movies, I'm Logan Roy. <laughs> How about Alan Ruck as... Um... As Conroy, and obviously he played one of the most famous. He was in one of the most famous movies of the '80s. He is Cam in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which is yep. already an iconic role. And I guess he was pretty much coasting off being Cam yeah. for 25 <laughs> years till that happened. And um, I've seen him in other stuff, actually. right? For sure. But this is pretty. You know, he's this is cool with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. Again, I don't see this necessarily changing the trajectory of of alan rook's career um he plays the shop teacher in uh a spoof on freaky friday um, <laughs> with really? a, ho- a horror movie sp- spoof and I'm, I'm blanking on the name someone comment on this on youtube and tell me the name of the movie it's with vince vaughn it is hysterical but he's in that and it's very funny and i do like it uh no but i don't think this changed anything for him i think you know this was a cool paycheck a really nice experience a second iconic character. Some people don't get one. He's got two. Right. Um, and that'll be that. I don't think it'll change much for him at all. And the last one we'll talk with today here is, um, um, and obviously, I mean, we could say Alexander Skarsgård's pretty much a well, B-list actor. Yeah. He's a big deal. Already there, um, yep. He, I'm a boss who was played Marshall Royce had a lot of, had an amazing career and, Palestine, and then she was, she was in um, Rami and like Blade Runner mm-hmm. Four Me Nine and other stuff like that. 
and what I see here, I saw it in another show recently. I'll remember it. Um, <laughs> but this is actually a cool question. What do you think is going to happen with Matthew McFadden, who plays Tom? Uh, what's his name? Isn't he Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice, too? He is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't for know. our literary fans out yeah. there. Yeah, he's already been in a old-timey looking thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think Tom was a fun character. Um, I think he's a good actor. Um, I think he maybe we'll find something. He's kind of the big question mark because for a while everybody was into Tom. Tom was a huge deal. Tom and Greg uh, were right. like a huge kind of deal in this series. Um, they've kind of this season has sort of given him less to do, um, yeah. which could mean he's already working on something else that's big. Um, by the way, that that happens sometimes um, with the show. If you know he's got a movie or something and he's got a s- split time, they'll scale down scenes you know i wonder but, if it'll be hard for people to hear because he is british and well, most but, people i mean get he was british he was british in pride and prejudice so and that is Brit- the most british you can get yeah so if you, <laughs> if you need to reacclimate just watch pride and prejudice you can hear tom speak with a british accent they also he's also done a ton of interviews i think most people know he's british at this point okay uh so i don't i mean i don't know not most people i knew that because i knew he's pride <laughs> and prejudice when i saw him the first time but um yeah i think most people have heard his you know late night interviews or his you know behind the scenes stuff to know that he's actually british um the first time i heard um uh, you said her name and I've already forgot it. Shiv. Um, Sarah talk, Snook. Uh, yeah. Sarah Snook. I was like, Oh wow. She, no, she's not American. Uh, for, Cause I didn't know, again, I didn't know her beforehand. So I watched one of those behind the scene things. And I was like, Oh, that caught me off guard. I wasn't ready to hear that. Uh, so, but yeah. All right. Good stuff. Well, Ryan, now let us see ultimately where this goes. Cause at the end of the day, no matter how much analysis we do, no matter what we feel, is the right or wrong way to do it's the writers it's their story and we're not we're the writers check for, it out not at least and not yet it's, exactly at least not <laughs> yet remember that and especially now we have to appreciate our shows as everything's on on everything is paused for the writer strike so um we appreciate that go to where i think we're we we want to declare we're team wga yeah. and um pay your writers for sure, definitely, and or else, or else, cousin Greg's gonna win. <laughs> I, I didn't I tell you. Remember, I texted you that the writer said they would spoil it on Twitter. Yeah, if they, I, don't they shouldn't do that. that. They shouldn't do that. That would that. be wrong. But yes, that would be wrong. Um, let's see what happens. All right, we'll check back in on Monday, and we will release it on Tuesday. Our reaction to the Succession series finale. Sounds good. What a great, great time. Awesome stuff, Ryan. Seriously, you did a great job. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Pod Convo Pod, TikTok at Productive Conversations, and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So a lot to soak in. So many possibilities, but in the end, we can trust show creator and showrunner Jesse Armstrong for giving us the right ending. And let's all see what happens on Sunday night. I think it's going to be really special. Everybody have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Check out the Night of Champions podcast if you haven't already. That dropped today as well. 
please do the right thing. Be safe. Enjoy yourself out there. And yeah, the summer is here. And other TV notes, another show near and dear to me, Barry, it ends on Sunday night as well. It's a good time to catch up (laughs) if you haven't already. I mean, it really is a very easy watch. You can knock out all four seasons in a weekend, honestly. And when that series finale takes place after the succession finale at 1030 on Sunday night, you will not be disappointed. Also, The Flash ended this week. Marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon. And yeah, time to just start a whole new era of television after those four impactful shows ended. But especially seeing where Succession goes, it's going to be a very interesting weekend of TV. I want to thank Ryan Page for coming on and contributing to the Succession series finale preview. I want to thank Alexander DeJesus, a.k.a. Doloren, for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what. We will return on Tuesday reacting to the Succession series finale and you do not want to miss that. Me and Ryan again going at it. And we'll see ultimately where this goes. So we will see you on Tuesday. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. And have a wonderful holiday. Much love. And most importantly, thank you to our veterans who are no longer with us after supporting our country and defending it. We will never forget you. Have a great weekend.